Who wins the T20 World Cup? Find out on Cricket Only Better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 160. I'm Ed Hawkins. This is the T20 World Cup preview show, part two. And this is the show when we tell you who is going to win the thing. Isn't that right, Sam Collins? That that is right, Edward Hawkins. But not wanting to do this episode down, it, it does have a lot to live up to with part one being proven day after day, game after game, to be bang on the money given the shocks in the tournament so far. Talking of upsets and turnarounds, here is a man who's seen it all before betting.betfair's Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. Hello, hello. And joining him once again is the indefatigable Richard Mann of Sporting Life. Hello, Sam. Hello, Richard. You sound chipper this evening. Very excited. Good to hear. Right, the guys are picking their semi-finals, their top bat and top bowler bets, and the outright winner. So please do stay tuned. How's this going to work, Hawkins? Yeah, we're going to do team by team of those confirmed Super 12 teams. If you want to know what we think of the teams in the first round, go to part one. We've rated the Super 12 teams for batting and bowling power. Also uncovered some interesting biases when it comes to batting or bowling First for those teams, we've got pitch data. We've got all the odds as well. Best bets at the end of the show. Keep your ears ears peeled for the treble klaxon. Um, Can you peel ears? You can now. Let's go and find the winner of the T20 World Cup. As ever. We start with the outright Betfair Exchange odds for the T20 World Cup, subject to change, of course. Australia, the favourites at 3.95, England 4.1, India 5.0, South Africa 9.4, Pakistan 10.5, New Zealand 13.5, Sri Lanka 55, West Indies 70, Afghanistan 18, Namibia 250, Bangladesh 350, Zimbabwe 350 and Scotland 720. Ed Hawkins, just remind us how the structure of this tournament works, please. Yeah, Super 12s are going to be split in Group 1 and Group 2. Group 1, confirmed teams make up of Afghanistan, Australia, England, New Zealand. Could be joined by Scotland, could be joined by West Indies. We don't know. Just uh, back off, we don't know. Group 2, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, South Africa. Could be joined by Sri Lanka, could be joined by Zimbabwe. I don't know. We haven't got a time machine. The top two go through to the semi-finals. Okay, Hawkins, that's been very defensive. You were there, but you know, I, I hear you, Paul Krishnamurti. Your reaction to the odds with the Betfair exchange? Well, um, we are having to react to these first results and the upsets that have uh, now made Zimbabwe favourites to win Group B and Namibia favourites for Group A. So. Originally, I had thought that Group 2 was the much easier group and South Africa are, and still are, I think, my value play to win the tournament at 9.4. But that's less confident now. And another thing I was considering earlier was laying, laying Australia and England because I thought it could that Group 1 could get very tricky. Right, We could see some upsets, but now I'm pretty confident they'll both get through. OK, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Richard Mann. Um, 
this is a pretty difficult tournament to call. What what do you think bats batting or bowling is the is is the sort of most relevant superpower, so to speak? Well, I think one thing that that needs to be considered is how much rain we've had in Australia recently, and how much is is predicted as well. So you're going to get some grounds, places like Brisbane, for example, seeing a lot of rain. Sydney, that could be a factor because you could have some shortened games. So I think batting is going to be crucial, and those teams that can adapt go from a twenty over game to maybe a twelve over game, like England or Australia recently. You're going to need power more, more so than usual, and that would probably count against Pakistan, for for instance, who who are you know very slow and steady in this in this format. Um, one thing I would say is there's chinks in in every team's armor in this one. I, I can't remember a World Cup like this that's so open and where so many teams have so many question marks. It makes for a fascinating betting heat, though. Okay, um, let's go to Hawkins, who has had the pitch data. For the Super 12 venues. Yeah, got it. Adelaide, SCG, MCG, Gabba, Perth, Hobart. Those are your venues for your Super 12. And really not much to say about them in terms of uh, trends, really. Uh, you're looking sort of about what well, the par line should be, low 160s, given the data uh, at most of those grounds. The standout ones to look out for, though, which are throwing up a trend for us, is Adelaide. Only six of the last 20 have been won by the side batting second. Uh, Perth, we're expecting big runs there, and we did see that in the warm-up with Australia and England. 14 of the last 20, 160 more batting first. Uh, and also the team batting first, there is a, a toss bias there. It favours them. Hobart, again, runs 15 in the last 20, 160 batting first. And only five out of those 20 have been won by the chase. So the rest, par line, as I said, 160 between 160 and 165, that's where it should be in terms of the stats, and there's no real toss bias either. Okay, marvellous. Now, now an important announcement. It's Responsible Gambling Week this week, so we, of course, want you to bet with safety. And if there's one tip you should listen to from this show, it's this from Edward Hawkins. Yeah, do check out the Safer Gambling area, please, of betting.betfair. Loads of tools on there to make sure you're betting safely, and one of them is likely to be there's columns from experts on there. Do only bet with money that you can afford to lose, please. Uh, we don't want you risking your house or any of that sort of nonsense, please. Do just bet safely. And that's what we're here for, to help you do that. Try to make sensible decisions. That's why Cricket Only Better exists. That's why all the betting.betfair uh, podcasts exist, to try and make you make sure you make safe decisions with your betting. So please, please be very, very careful. Liz and Quasi, that also applies to you <laughs> yes. if you are listening. Um, thank you. Please bet, yeah, as you say, only with money. You can afford to lose, guys and girls. Now we are prepped and ready to go. Let's analyse the teams in the Super 12s Group 1. Who gets out of Group 1? That is the question that some people are asking themselves. It's Afghanistan, Australia, England, New Zealand, and two qualifiers. Let's analyse. Analyse? Analyse. In reverse order. So, Afghanistan first. Edward Hawkins, you have a lowdown. Yeah, possible 11 for you for Afghanistan. Gerbaz, Hazratullah, Ibrahim, Najibullah, Ghani, Nabi, Omar Zai, Rashid Khan, Mujib, Naveen, and Farooqi. Uh, watch out for Farooqi. Uh, really comes to the fore. Really struggle batting first, Afghanistan. Terrible record last 12 months. Batting power rank is seventh. 
That's your cumulative strike rate since your last World Cup. So bear that in mind as we go through these stats. Bowling economy rank is number one. Doesn't make all the difference. Let's find out. Okay. Um, lovely stuff. Uh, 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 Paul Krishnamurti. Sportsbook go five to one on Afghanistan to reach the semis. Can they cause an upset? I think it's doubtful given the strength of England and Australia, but they, they are capable and they're certainly capable of pulling off some upsets in individual matches, perhaps against New Zealand and, um, as I say, West Indies might be in this group now, so that might be a winnable thing. I mean, they've, they've got, they've got that lineup is a very attractive side. They back quite deep and, as the stats as it's, stats say, they have the most economical bowling lineup. So certainly if we get some uh, lower scoring grounds with uh, where it's, Bit overcast. I'd be quite tempted backing them in those matches. Okay, um, Richard Mann, what's your view on this crew, please? No, I'm I'm pretty down on them. I expected a little bit better in the last World Cup and the UE conditions that, that really should have suited them. They were they were almost flat track bullies. Really, they beat the sides you expected them to beat and didn't really do enough against the sides ranked a little bit higher they thought they were really disappointed against New Zealand and in these conditions as well which are really early into them if, if they get on a pitch that's maybe going to do a little bit overnight rain that type of thing I think they'll really struggle Okay um, a bet or angle from you both please I think we've mentioned before Rashid is a, a bad wager for top Afghanistan bowler that's my nugget Paul Krishnamurti you first Well pretty much building on the same thing Um I looked at this originally and I thought 11 to 2 about Naveen Al Haq and Fazal Haq Faruqi for top uh, series wicket taker was value. Um, but the problem is that it's not certain that both will play in each match. So I think game by game, pick whichever one of them plays or both if they're those kind of odds. Okay, Richard Mann. I'm not a massive one for playing the runs lines. It's usually Paul's thing, but again, I'd be extreme extremities, and I'd be looking to sell. I think if you you have a look early morning, and think the conditions are going to favour favour seam bowling. I think this batting lineup could be in big trouble. That's what I've heard about you, Richard. Man, all about the extremities. Right, moving on to the Kiwis. So consistent in the big tournaments, are they? Or aren't they? 13.5 on the Betfair Exchange to win it, 5-4 to four with Sportsbook to reach the semis, and 4-1 to one to make the final. Hawkins, do your worst. Yeah, possible 11. Allen, Conway, Williamson stinking the place out at number three. Phillips, Chapman, Nisham, Bracewell, Sodi, Southie, Milne, Bolt. Look, if you're a stats man and that's how you do your, do your wages, this lot are the bet. Uh, they're ranked four for batting and two for bowling, the most consistent side in in that um, across those met- metrics, uh, their form has been very good since the last World Cup. They've got a win loss ratio of two, uh, but they've not been very impressive in that tri series, and they've been rolled by South Africa. And I'm a bit down about them. Not sure why. Sounds very philosophical, Hawkins. Very philosophical. Um, why are we so down on them, Richard? Man, maybe we're not. Maybe we are. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm with Hawkins. I'm, I'm down on them. I, I was a massive fan last year. I, you know, I backed them at all sorts of prices. I don't think this this lineup's any better than it was in the UAE, and they couldn't get the job done. They had a great run and lost in the final to Australia. They've lost Daryl Mitchell, who was probably their best batsman last year as well. Big loss. And I just look at guys like Ball and Saudi, brilliant cricketers, Williamson, and I just can they really 
they've scaled the mountain almost. Can they really go that bit higher? I'm not sure. They lost in the 50 over World Cup final in 2019 as well. And I just I just don't think they'll be able to get it done. And the other thing that concerns me is the way they're lined up here with guys like Williamson and Conway. I think they were better suited to the UAE. Lower scoring matches, battle hard, field well. Um, and accumulate with the bat. I don't think it'll be like that here if we if we get on some good pitches later on and the weather clears up. And I just don't think they'll have the muscle to compete with the big guns. Well, Krishnamurti, are you joining Hawkins and Richard Mann in this existential hole of their own making? Explain I, yourself. I am, and I think Richard's just really covered it all. I mean, I do like New Zealand. I I can see that they might be a bit of fair value at the price even because they are quite dismissed at thirteen point five, but they don't look as good as they did last year. Um, and it's hard to see why they would improve on it. It's hard to see. Williamson isn't the player he was. Southie is possibly coming to the end. Um, there's no Daryl Mitchell who was really outstanding in that World Cup. So the only addition I can see is Finn Allen, really, who's an excellent player. You heard it here first. New Zealand to win the whole thing. Um, that may or may not be the advice of the three experts. Right. Um, best ways to play them? Richard Mann, you first. Just one, and, and I aren't convinced that Martin Guptill won't start, which, which seems ridiculous, but but I wonder if they'll go back to him. He's recording, well, for a few years now, has been poor against non-associate sides. Uh, I think he's averaging 20, 22, I think, in 2022. He's on the downgrade. If Guptill plays against the big boys, you want to be shorting all day long. Okay. Uh, and Paul Krishnamurti? Well, both on the, um, on the whole series lines. First of all, I think Finn Allen will play. I mean, he's, he's started in the last four matches. And if so, 11-2 about top series run score is a crazy price about an opener. Very capable opener too. So I like that. And just on the stats, 10-1 to 1 about Michael Bracewell being top wicket-taker is too big. He's um, bowled the maximum quote of overs in his last four games. And his strike rate is excellent, very competitive. So not a 10-1 to 1 chance. Now then, England... England, England, England. 4.1 to win it on the exchange. 7 to 5 to reach the final. 8 to 15 to make the semis. Here is our friend Hawkins with a logo. Possible 11, Butler, Hales, Milan, Stokes, Brooke, Moeen, Curran, Wokes, Rashid, Wood and Topley. Dreadful chasing record. Two wins in the last 10. They are numbers 3 and 6 with batting and bowling power respectively. Arguably the most impressive side in the warm-ups. They outclassed Australia in three games. I can hear the strains of the national anthem coming from your living room, Richard Mann. Um, tell us. Tell us all. I'm, I've warmed to them a little bit, actually. The bowling is very susceptible, and, and bowling last would concern me without Joffre, actually. He's a huge loss, and I think they look really flimsy at the death. But the batting, even without Johnny Bairstow, has picked up. Harry Brooks done really well. Livingston looks like he's going to be fit again. Um, and Dawid Milana is well suited to these conditions. So I think the batting looks really strong, but I just worry about that attack. I just think it might get found out. It got found out in the UAE, don't forget, at the semi-final stage. They leaked big runs there. Jimmy Nisham took them apart. Um, and I wonder if it'll catch them out again. Paul Krishnamurti, England are 8-15 to 15 to reach the semis by finishing in the top two. That's too big, is it not? Uh, I'm, I'm not down in England at all. I think we've got a cracking chance, but I, that's not my kind of bet. 8-15 chances in uh, T20 cricket. Uh, that could that group could end up being very competitive. And also, who's to say that if we are going to get a lot of overcast conditions and shorter matchings, that the toss becomes really important. So 
it's worth that who's to say indeed um best ways to play and any extra thoughts please Richard Man, you first a couple of angles for me. So I think if if we if they get somewhere like Perth, good batting pitch, I think big runs is is the way this side will go. I think the attack will concede runs and the batting lineup will make big runs. So you both teams to score one eighty and upwards is definitely in play at, at Perth. I think they play Afghanistan first up at Perth. Um, and the other one I quite like Darwin Malan at fours for top England series batsman. He's in a good field here. Butler looks like he's back to form, and Harry Book's been very impressive. But Milan, he's just he's picked for these conditions, really. I think they'll do away with him after this. But at the moment, he's a brilliant player, brought up in South Africa, strong back foot game, honed over there. And he's looked in silky touch since he's arrived in Australia. Really good 82, another good 20-odd in that range-shortened game. He's perfect for these conditions. The only slight negative is if we get a lot of rain-shortened matches and he gets shunted down the order in a six or seven over blast. But all things being equal, I think he's cracking value at four to one against Butler. Richard Mann is also selling Dawid Milan's house, so if you would like to place a bid, contact him on Twitter. Paul Krishnamurti, what's your play? Well, I'm firstly completely agreeing with that, Rich, that England are the team to back runs. So Perth, definitely. Hobart, definitely. Um, one bet I'm slightly appealed is Adil Rashid, 4-1, to one, to be top series wicket-taker, simply because I think that the... Um, Fast bowlers will be rotated. I think you'll see Jordan Wood won't play every game. Jordan will come in sometimes. Rashid will play a lot. Okay, lovely stuff. Moving on quickly. Can we get the holders and the hosts beat? That's the question. Australia have drifted in the betting a bit. They're 3.95 on the exchange to win. Sportsbook goes six to five and four to nine for the final and the semi-final. Over to our friend Hawkins with the data. 11, Warner, Fitch. Fitch, Finch, Mitchell Marsh, Maxwell, Stoinis, David Wade, Cummins, Stark, Zamba, Hazelwood. We're thinking they're dropping Steve Smith. They're five and five on your batting and bowling power. They've got a dreadful record batting first, however. Hawkins, not Hawkins, Paul Krishnamurti, you've been talking these characters up for months. It's very unlike you to fancy a short price favourite. Ed Hawkins has given you the chance to duck out now and I'll do the same and we'll say no more about it. I don't think it's that short a price considering we're talking about the outright here. I don't, as much as sure it's competitive, but 3.9 about the favourite at home. I think they've clearly got, they clearly should be favourites. They weren't fantastic in the warm ups, to be fair, that's a negative. But Australia over the years are extremely good at peaking in big tournaments, as we saw last year when we completely wrote them off in far inferior conditions. Um, and they've had a further positive in that their group doesn't look like being so certain to be the harder group now. So I'm sticking with them, absolutely. Richard Mann, they're in it. Will they win it? Uh, I'm against them purely on price. I, I think I think, they're, I think they're very sharp, really. But strong claims, obviously, but they're too sharp for me. Uh, Paul, are you happy to take them on batting first with that record that Hawkins mentioned? Um, that and any other ways to play? Depends who they're playing against. I don't really think, other than England in that in the likely lineup in that group, I particularly fancy anyone against them. A uh, couple of quite boring bets, really, for them. I think seven to four, David Warner, top series run score looks pretty certain, pretty nailed on. And my old favourite, Josh Hazelwood, I think he's generally fourteen to one man in a match. That's always a good play. Richard Mann, give me some sugar. Yeah, Hazelwood, top Australia series. Tournament bowler at 11 to four. I mean, 
T20 rankings tell you he's the best bowler in the world right now. Adam Zampa picked him in the UAE, but I think in these conditions, Hazelwood will come out on top. The other one, just match by match, big prices about, well, Tim David and particularly Matthew Wade, who've got a fantastic record. I think long, long term, backing those guys at big prices will probably pay off. Okay, group one analysis is done, you might think. But wait, no, who's going to qualify? That's the question. Let's put the guys on the spot. Richard Mann and then Paul Krishnamurti. Richard Mann. England and Australia in that order. Paul Krishnamurti. Australia and England in that order. Shock. Horror. Right. Group two analysis coming up. But first, three bits of housekeeping. One, top outright bowler name and number, please. No time to waste Richard Mann. Uh, Bolo Josh Hazelwood, I think he's at 14 to 1. Paul Krishnamurti. Harris Ray, 40 to 1. Okay, and while you're there, Paul Krishnamurti, I'm just going to press this. It's the treble klaxon. Okay, so this one definitely wins. It pays £595 for a tenner. So we've got David Warner, 74, to be top Australia run scorer. Harris Ralph, 72 to be top Pakistan wicket taker. And Lytton Das, 130 to be top Bangladesh run scorer. Okay, wow. You may not be able to tell it in my voice, but I think that is fantastic. Do check out betting.betfair for every Super 12 game previewed and free bet offers. But terms and conditions do, as always, apply over 18s only and visit begamblerware.org. And now for another slice of important news. Cricket only better is twice a week. For your T20 World Cup, as well as the Tuesday show, which arrives into your podcast provider of choice, we're all going to be also going to be producing a show for Friday to cover all the matches. So don't forget to check out Cricket Only Better twice a week during the World Cup. Well, I do say so myself. I think we found our rhythm. Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti have picked their semi-finalists. Uh, group two includes India, Pakistan, South Africa and Bangladesh with two qualifiers joining them. Might be Ed Hawkins' fancy Zimbabwe. Who knows? We start the analysis in reverse price order. Bangladesh at 350 on the exchange. Yeah, I feel like I should apologise for wasting your time with this absolute shower. This is their 11. Shanto, Das, Sarka, Shakib, Afif, Neural, Yassir, Yes, really. Hossein, Shorafal, Taskin, Mustafazir. They do absolutely nothing well. They were thumped by Afghanistan. I'm sorry we're wasting your time. Anger from Hawkins. Disdain. Do we waste our time on this lot, Richard Mann, or is Hawkins talking rubbish? No, poor team. Move on. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, best ways to play. Um, as I just said in the treble, Lytton Dath, top series run scorer, match by match, look down the order. Um, for value from batting six and below. And hopefully Zimbabwe will be in this group and we can just steam into Zimbabwe in the thing. Okay, so New Zealand versus Bangladesh final. It is. Right, let's move on to a team that lights Hawkins's tiny flame. Um, <laughs> sorry. Who have you been talking to? I okay, do you want to redo that? No, I just carry on. Okay. Um, Pakistan. 10.5 on the exchange to win it. 11 to 10 with Sportsbook for the semis. 7 to 2 for the final. Yeah, uh, possible 11. Uh, they've got Fakhar Zaman back in this 
squad and uh, I think that's absolutely great but then he didn't play in the last warm against warm up against England so presumably that means he's going to miss out but if he plays Rizwan Baba Faka Masood's a good top 4 Hyder Ali Nawaz Shadab Asif Wazim Ralph who we've already mentioned Afridi also put a circle around Shadab could bat 3 could bat 4 batting rank number 6 bowling rank number 4 they are an even money record batting first could see some hear some passion in your voice, Hawkins. Um, Richard Mann, seen a lot of Pakistan. Seems like a nice price. A freebie's back. Are you tempted? Yeah, you know, you you think back twelve months in the UAE, and they did absolutely everything right in that tournament, blemish free really, until they got beat by Matthew Wade, brilliant innings for Australia, and the toss bias. Um, take that, take that out of it, and they would have they would have probably won the competition. Puamar recently, I thought they were a bit disappointed against England in what was a good series. But crucially, the middle order in the last few weeks in the warm-up matches have found some form, and that's the key because we know how strong they are up top. Bowling is excellent for these conditions, especially with Shaheen Afridi fit again, Harris Ralph. So they tick a lot of boxes. I suppose the one negative is, again, they couldn't get it done in the UAE when we, we know conditions suited them. Will they be able to do it here on what is really a, a way turf? What do you say, Paul Krishnamurti? You wouldn't write them off. And you know, I've been very positive about Pakistan in the past, but I've gone cold in them in recent months. They were so poor in the Asia Cup in particular. Um, I, I agree that having Fak as a man back will make a big difference. And if Shaheen Afridi is back and fit, then yes. But he hasn't been playing in the warm-ups. So big question mark there. Without him, I think they'll struggle. Okay, in terms of standout plays, angles, um, is it just a question of backing Rizwan for top bat every game, Richard Man? Well, if you can get some five to two of the way he's playing, I couldn't put anyone off. I think me and Paul are in complete agreement. Harris Ralph, top uh, tournament bowler for Pakistan, I think he's seven to two still. Uh, that's very, very strong. What's your top pick, Paul Krishnamurti? Exactly that, Harris Ralph. It's, I mean, how Afridi can be a short price when Ralph has got a better um, strike rate. He's got great form in Australia in the big bash and he wins that market match by match. He, he returns his great returns in the t- top wicket taker market match by match. So definitely take seven to two for the series. And we know he's fit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pakistan. That's a tip. Right. We move on to South Africa, who the guys identified months ago as the value. Uh, listeners would know, regular listeners would know. On the exchange, they have drifted a bit now to 9.4. Sportsbook go evens and 7-2 to two for the semis in the final. Over to Hawkins. Yeah, well, this is the big question about South Africa. What lineup do they go with? Do they have the guts to drop their skipper? I suspect they start off with... Uh, Bavuma opening the batting with de Kock and maybe Hendricks coming in when they again realise that he's not up to the job. Rousseau at three, Markram, Miller, Stubbs, uh, Parnell, Maharaj, Rabada, Nokia and Shamsi. Uh, batting power at number two. Bowling economy ranking is number eight, which is quite surprising. Uh, they've only got two wins in their last seven in a chase. OK. Um, into the... Sorry, completely lost my place. Richard Mann, do you stand by South Africa? Or do you duck out? I'm I'm still pretty sweet on the mat. I think they're a good side, and and the the critique that we've had over them for the last couple of years was that they're too defensive with a bat, really. But 
they've put on some big scores in the last 12 months and Russo coming back in is a massive positive. Bowling's very good for these conditions. Big, strong guy in Norkia, perfect for Australian conditions. Rabad has bowled well here before. Tick a lot of boxes, but don't forget the injuries that they've had. Losing Pretorius, their key all-rounders, a massive loss. Vanderdussen before the tournament started, he'd be a perfect replacement for Bavuma. Um, so some negatives, but I still think there's negatives about all of these sides, and I still think the South African one is a pretty slick outfit. Paul Krishnamurti, um, chokers, that word. Did it Look, stand up? Well, obviously it does historically, but I I can't take such things into consideration when betting because each sporting event is a different standalone event in its own right. To me, they've got a cracking chance. There's, certainly, if they made better decisions in their selection, they would have almost, in my opinion, as good a chance as Australia and England. So they are value at 9.4. I completely share Ed's... Um, frustration at Timber Pavuma being in. And also, I mean, is Lungi Nagidi going to play? I mean, check these strike rates. Lungi Nagidi's strike rate is 12.4 in T20 nationals. Rabada and Nokia are 19.5. And yet we kind of know that Nagidi won't play every game because it just never works out like that. But nonetheless, I like pretty much everything about them apart from the team, some of the team selection thing. I think that Russo is a big player in this. So is Mark and David Miller had a good year. They bat, they bat deep, you know. Tabray Shams is a rising star in T20 cricket too. So, um, yeah, stick with them. 9.4 is a good bet. Okay. Um, best ways to play them, please, Paul? Uh, I think that Russo 9-2 to be top series bowler is excellent. Uh, series batsman. Um, Quinton Cock hasn't been that reliable of late. So I'd go with that. Uh, and I would sort of go match by match. If Nagizi plays, then I would certainly want him top wicket taker. If not, I'd want to play Shamsi. Okay, Richard Mann, anything for you? I'm Nokia top tournament bowler for these guys. Out bowled Abada in T20 cricket in the IPL for the last couple of years and well suited to these conditions. Raw pace, he was brilliant last year in the UAE. So Nokia for me. India are the third favourites. They keep on winning games because that's what India do. They're one to three to reach the semis, they're eight to five to reach the final, and they are the subject of Hawkins's next lowdown. Uh, lining up potentially like this, Rohit, Rahul, Kohli, Yadav, Hardik, Kartik, Aksar, Harshal, Kumar, Chahal and Shami. They're number one chasers in the world and they're also very good batting first. Uh, they've got a batting rank of one for power, but they're way down on number seven on bowling economy. Interestingly, five, six, seven, Australia, England, India. Those are your three favourites. Those are the bowling economy rankings. OK. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, oh, a big question for you. Are we in danger of obsessing over Virat Kohli and not looking at the big batting picture with this lot? Uh, well, Kohli was playing a bit better in the last few games, so it might not be that important he's got a good record in Australia so I'm, I'm not obsessed about that at all I, I think that um, that top four will score a lot of runs in this I'd be more worried that they concede too many runs but this isn't the best bowling lineup. and that 11 I I would personally put Arshdeep Singh in there ahead of Bhuvneshwar Kumar um, but they nonetheless obviously deserve to win the phase. I don't think their value I think that compared to South Africa and Pakistan in that group they're, they don't really appeal from a price point of view. And also, as I say, if Zimbabwe end up in this group, we could see a few more upsets. It could be a bit more open than the betting suggests. OK, Richard Mann, do they win it? 
Yeah, I think so. I've got them down as the most likely winners. I, it just looks a strong side to me. I mean, initially I was a bit concerned about the seamers had picked. Quite a few picked up swing bowlers, actually, not big, brawn, back-of-a-length types. They're going to miss Bumra. But look, in, in Shami, in Harshal Patel, in, in Ashley, they've got some really good death bowlers. I think they'll hope Bovi can swing it up front and take wickets. And the batting's really strong. They've obviously got experience. I think Rahul and Curley will, will like Australian conditions. Quick pitches, they're touch players. And I think they'll be able to get away with their slow strike rates here. And then in Yadav, they've got the X factor. I think he could be player of the tournament if India go deep. Hardik's a wonderful finisher. They tick a lot of boxes. Um, they're not question free, but as, as I've said already, no team are in this tournament, but they tick just about the most boxes for me. Okay, great in the chase, says Hawkins. Um, best plays, please, Paul Krishnamati. Um, yes, if, if they are set a big target, um, batting second and they're odds against, that would certainly appeal. Uh, I think Yadav top bat is worth back in every game, he's invariably overpriced, even though I guarantee won't pick the right game to to back him uh, if he plays Arshdeep Singh will probably be good value in top wicket taker he's got the best strike rate amongst these okay same question to Richard Mann yeah very similar Yadav keep him on side top tournament um, no player of the tournament as well I'd have a few quid on okay um, who qualifies Richard Mann in order India and South Africa who qualifies Paul Krishnamurti in order South Africa and India bang that's your team by team. Quick fire. And now through on the top bat market outright. A name and a number, please. Um, Richard Mann. Devon Conway, Devon Conway for New Zealand would be my pick. And Paul Krishnamurti. We put him up last week, 100 to 1. Sikanda Raza, now 11 to 2 favourite. Second round fired very quickly. Best bets next. And we name the finalists. Will Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti agree? That is the question that many of you are no doubt asking. We're going to fight it out at the break and see if we can get a consensus. This is the time of the show where we go for our best bets. But first, we're going to put Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann on the spot and ask them very quickly, who are your finalists, Richard Mann? Uh, India, South Africa, 10 to 1, that one. And end the suspense, please, Paul Krishnamurti. Australia, South Africa, 17 to 2. <sighs> no consensus. Right, best bets. Yeah, okay. The guys have got five units to spend. Those bets are with uh, Betfair Sportsbook prices, by the way. Five units to spend. This is your World Cup preview show. Uh, Richard Mann, off you go. Right, I'm going to kick off then with a 0.5 Trixie. So that's two units in total. Harry Strauff, top Pakistan tournament bowler. Devon Conway, top New Zealand batsman. And Anrik Nokia, top South Africa bowler. A 0.5 Trixie. I'll start off with 2.5 points. Harris Rauf, top Pakistan wicket taker in the series at 7-2. And then I'm going to go top tournament batsman. I'm going to have a point on Devon Conway. I'll have a point on South Africa to win the tournament at 9.4. Yeah, I'm going to have another, no, half a point, sorry, on Dawid Milan, top tournament run scorer. I'll have a point on Finn Allen to be top New Zealand run scorer, 11-2. And then I'm going to finish off, I've got uh, one and a half points left, and I'm going to have it all on Josh Hazel, top tournament bowler. Okay, my final half point is on Wednesday's match between Zimbabwe and the West Indies, 20-1, to Sikandar as a man in a match. 
That's Cricket Only Better World Cup preview show done and dusted. Those are your best bets. We've named the finalists. We've named the semi-finalists. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair where every single game will be previewed. And we're going to be seeing you from Friday because we'll be previewing all the games over the weekend. So join us then.